0: Welcome to the Low-Key Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Malloy, and you're about to hear from the others, Keith Denny and Aaron Lanton. This week we're talking about The Old Guard, the new Netflix film from director Gina Prince-Blythewood. I spoke with her last week for the Movie Maker Interviews podcast, and we kept the spoilers to a minimum because the movie wasn't out yet. But now it is. So Keith, Aaron and I went very, very deep on The Old Guard. Spoilers galore. You may not want to listen to this one until you've seen the film. The Old Guard is about a crew of warriors who are hundreds of years old, led by Andy, played by Charlize Theron. Her partners are Matthias Schonarts as Booker, and a couple, Joe and Nikki, who are played by Marwan Kanzari and Luca Marinelli. At the start of the film, they're hired for a job by an ex-CIA guy named James Copley, played by Chiwetel Ejiofor. But it goes bad. And then they discover that there's someone else out there who has the same power that they do to be reborn again and again. She's a young Marine, played by Kiki Lane. And then somewhere out there, Andy has a former partner, Quinn, who Andy knows is somewhere at the bottom of the ocean where she's constantly drowning, coming back to life, and drowning again. The Old Guard is based on the comics by Greg Ruka, and as you'll hear, it's pretty much exactly the kind of thing we're into here on the Low-Key Podcast. If this is your bag too, we invite you to subscribe. We have similar tastes, and we'd love to have you back. And now, here's Keith, Aaron, and me talking about The Old Guard.
1: I gotta say, in general, did not notice the comic book adaptation. Uh, really interesting though, and not a superhero film, which I slick thought it was at first.
2: I mean, because everybody kept saying it was a superhero film, and I guess, I guess it could be argued that it kind of is a superhero film. We do have pretty much a team of Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like what what were they called in the comic? Um, the Weapon X. Yeah, yeah. I
1: I thought you meant in 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 this comic. I was like, I haven't read this graphic novel yet.
2: Well, well, in X Men they call it Weapon X, but that was the first thing I was thinking. I was like, this is like a good version of Wolverine Origins minus Wolverine and minus um, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's funny. I thought it was like a vampire movie if they didn't have to be burdened with all the vampire stuff.
2: So
1: you thought it was like Five Blades.
0: Yeah, it's like what if you had five blades, but everybody could go out during the day? Although Blade is the Blade is the day walker, so I guess also they didn't
1: the need really a serum to like not eat people and shit. <laughs> <It's>
0: <laughs> all the good parts of being a vampire, none of the bad parts. But the Wolverine thing works way better.
2: Yeah, Wolverine kind of Highlander-ish <laughs> kind of. We just don't know why.
1: You know, they were chosen, so there's that part. Um, if we knew that, if we could probably determine some Highlander stuff. But, yeah. you know, one women. thing I did learn, though, actually, just kind of looking around on some stuff online, apparently in the comics, Andy keeps her um, her immortality. That no. th- What we're seeing now is a change for the film in particular, where she loses it.
2: I yeah, but that... we don't know if she gets it back. I mean, because... Yeah, right, right, I mean, right. I mean, of course, um, everybody know we're going to be spoiling stuff, but, you know, towards the end she does seem to be losing her her immortality, but then you know that they setting it up to be a franchise. Feels like it, yep. I, I, I think Netflix already approved of a sequel. I mean, hmm.
0: that ending, how can they not do a sequel? Yeah, there's some
2: old old Avengers-ass
1: shit.
0: So actually, so, let, o- let's, let's
1: go back to the beginning, too. Like, just kind of talk through the movie and, and what it's about. Um, hmm, how do you say this? All right. So the old guard uh you know starts out with us seeing these kind of like mercenary team um on the ground dead and then we rewind and we see how we got to that point where the team is given a mission to save um some young girls who have been abducted um and they go out and you know um and they're you know infiltrating they they get to where they got to go and then when they hit the place where they believe the girls are, there's a uh, militia waiting on them and they shoot them all up and they fall on the ground dead. They get up. They're no longer dead. They, all their wounds have healed and they, um, whoop up everybody who shot them. And then the person who gave them the mission, they realize they were set up and they're then on a quest to find that person. Meanwhile, there's another young woman who has, um, also become an immortal, um, who's a, U.S. uh, Marine in Afghanistan had her throat slit. She then wakes up with the wound completely healed and she sees visions of those four people and they see her. And um, Andy, played by Therese Theron, is able to go out, find her and bring her to the group and then that's how our movie starts off. Mm -hmm. It's really uh, it's it's got a good pace at the beginning. I I really did enjoy that about it.
2: Yeah, it was a fun watch. It's been a while since I watched a movie that I think I had fun with, um, that I can kind of, also kind of shut my brain down for a second, but not in the way that I shut my brain off for Fast and Furious. Yeah. Because like, I literally, I think for Fast and Furious, I have to be halfway drunk, halfway high, (laughs) and um, a little bit of sleep to like- you know,
1: Ludacris did spoil the going to space next.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> For it's real? Are you, good. are you bullshitting?
1: I'm actually not. Well, so th- that, that's the, <laughs> what, I, I didn't see exactly what he said, but that's what people were saying. Was he accidentally, he was doing an interview. He accidentally said something. You see the look on his face. Like, Ooh, I did not mean to say that.
2: Um, it gets sillier and sillier. Like what the fuck? But I mean, with this, even though we don't know why they're immortals, at least they have something supernatural about them. So if they did crash a car into a helicopter and survive, it, it, you know, I believe it. So, um, another thing that I like, I just I like Kiki Lane a lot. Honestly, I got a crush on her. Of course, um, of course. I saw I saw some article about like her being cozy up next to like Michael B. Jordan, and I want to challenge him into a duel. <laughs> um, and, I, and of course, I love Charlie Um I think she's super badass in pretty much every movie she's ever been in. Um, but but one thing I like about Kiki Lane's character, I think is now, now Freeman. Yeah. Um, was that she was a, she was a Marine. So by the time she, she gets with these guys who've been pretty much trained mercenaries for like hundreds of years, she can at least keep up with them at least a little bit, you know? Yeah. She wasn't just no random, random person off the street that's like oh you're immortal come with us or like um oh you're a wizard now harry type shit and so she didn't really have a (laughs) a a learning curve she just comes straight in kicking ass and shit so i kind of i like that
1: i got a slight complaint uh about that the stuff that happens in the end But, but we can come back to that though um it's more about not about her skill but about her her willingness to to do things so quickly um it, I like the, the, the
0: opening I like the introduction to her too. I like how they like half yeah. her unit going into where Afghanistan or wherever it is and how she she's tough. She's a good character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean she's real solid. I I really did um, you know, kind of enjoy um a lot of you know what she was able to do and, and how we as an audience are able to learn about, you know, the history of the old guard through her. Um I thought the other uh people in the old guard are pretty good too. Um booker joe and nick um or we're not gonna be calling joe joe anymore uh as as keith brought up we'll be calling him Uh, so it's marwan uh uh we're gonna be calling him sexy jafar for the rest of the podcast yeah
0: i don't know what this is from was there a was there like a meme of him being sexy jafar
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we didn't come up with Sexy Jafar, you know, we're both straight, but the women,
0: you guys came up with Sexy Jafar.
1: Well, the women call him Sexy Jafar online because of the live action Aladdin.
0: A straight, a
2: straight man can't call another man sexy. I mean, look,
1: people admire (laughs) Prince's beauty, but they didn't call him sexy. There's a whole Jamie Foxx joke about this, but you know, again.
0: Now that that Prince is dead, I'm comfortable calling him sexy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well i'm just saying no one did it to his face they felt like they were gonna fall into his (laughs) eyes so
0: wait he played i have not seen a lot in live action so he was jafar yes okay that's great good for him he was great
2: and so and so they show i remember when they before the movie came out there was like all these videos of um sexy jafar working out (laughs) and i was thinking to myself why is jafar so cut like there's there's not going to be any scene where he has this robe off, but we're seeing videos of him working out, getting prepared for a role that he's doing little to no action in. So I'm like,
0: okay,
1: man, that's for the ladies, old. man. That that wasn't even for us.
0: Um, <laughs> it was definitely it's, for them.
2: <laughs> it's about
0: every actor now, because it's like, oh, he plays the mailman, and then the mailman takes his shirt off, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like I couldn't <laughs> look like the mailman, right? If I was like on a <laughs>
2: It's oh, kind of like um, when J.K. Simmons was playing on uh, Commissioner Gordon, Commissioner Gordon in Justice League. Oh, and yeah. he got like super jacked. Yeah. I'm like, why, bro?
0: <laughs> well, and you watch old movies and it's like the guy who's the hero of the movie takes off a shirt and you're like, yeah, he pretty much looks like me. He looks okay. like he- Yeah, like
2: Paul Rudd.
0: When Paul Rudd became Iron Man, he was shredded.
2: You mean Ant-Man?
0: Uh, what did I say? Iron Man. Oh, Ant-Man. oh yeah, yeah, Ant Man. Sorry.
2: Yeah, but he's like normal guy shredded. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> he's not like, you know,
1: he ain't Terry Cruz.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I I think I think me and Paul Rudd ain't ain't too far from each other. You know what I'm saying. I I don't have like Marvel training. Like, um, I mean, but yeah. then what's 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 the what's that guy? What's the comedian? The Indian guy? Oh man, Camille oh, Nagiani? Yeah, man, cut he got extra. Cut.
0: Dude, yeah. there was like a three minute second. Or there was like a three second interlude in history where I was in better shape than Paul Rudd. Cause I can remember watching This Is 40 <laughs> and go, and like talking to my wife and be like, wait, is Paul Rudd, am I in better shape than Paul Rudd? And she was like, yeah, right now you actually are. And then like he immediately got Ant Man and then far <laughs> surpassed me. And it was like, all right, never mind. Never again. I'll never catch up to Paul Rudd.
2: Right. All
1: you had to do is dedicate your life to it.
2: That's no, all you have really. to do. I I don't I don't know. I, I I guess so to an extent. But um so so we have Joe and Nikki, they're in a relationship, right? Do we do we know like how long yes. they've been together? Like for centuries? Since
1: the Crusades, I guess. I mean they met in the Crusades, they killed oh, each other. And
2: they used to kill each other. Hundreds of yeah. years, yeah. That's that's pretty. I wonder did they still kill each other after
1: I, I gotta say, that does feel like this uh you know how like every time like the villains don't kill or well, the, the hero and the villain don't kill each other it's like if bruce wayne and the joker got together and they were like you know what it was you the whole time like this homoeroticism where like they just cannot stop thinking about each other and the whole world's revolve around each other and it's like it was you the whole time bruce
0: well there's right. the else worlds where the joker is martha wayne and batman is thomas wayne
1: it's really right. weird which
0: is pretty cool it's That's pretty cool because Bruce dies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which which was um pretty cool. Like um the thought I I was thinking about like um what's the guy that played Negan in The Walking Dead? Oh and, right, that dude's great. So so yeah, they were um people like a lot of fans were doing this fan art as him of him as Thomas Wayne because he played Thomas Wayne in um Bat- Batman versus Superman. Okay. So the oh, wow. so the whole thing theory is that like in Flashpoint. He could be Thomas Wayne.
1: I thought you were about to say people were making fan art of uh Rick and Negan getting it on. I'm what sure
2: what did that that fan come art from? Exists,
0: exists. Well,
1: I, I just thought that's where you were going. We were talking about, you know, uh male nemesis. H-
2: Homo eroticism. Yeah. yeah. Cause cause that's one thing too, I was thinking about Joe and Nikki. I know my brain just kinda went there. So they there in more as they talk about how they used to kill each other. So I'm like, is this like a, a sexual thing too? Like we
0: we get down and like we slit each other's throat and then.
1: Well, and like, I'm, I'm sure they don't do that now. <laughs> you know, okay. You never know. They,
0: it it so they're these, it to like a next level of like S and M relationships if nobody can die. Exactly. <laughs> oh just, my
2: god! So I mean, thrilling. Like, think about it, You could literally choke somebody to death. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It's not that's our true. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's there. It's
1: there. It's in the text. It's. It's. I mean, it's not even subtext. It's in the text.
2: Yeah, that's like a sociopath's dream right there. Dream relationship. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious.
1: I I had I was going to take it somewhere and I've lost the thought now. That's really hilarious. Um so but you know actually that does bring up a, an interesting point though with Booker though. Um
2: well, he's, he's heterosexual. Well, not
1: that part. Just him talking about how he and Andy are alone and they don't have right. companionship. Right. Um What did you think of Booker's motivation um, to give up the team so that, you know, this group of scientists could find a way to, you know, take away their immortality?
0: His rationale is absolutely ridiculous. And it's one of those reversals. It's one of the fastest reversals ever in a movie. We saw Empire Strikes Back last night. Orlando, (laughs) Orlando, we went to the drive-in theater and saw Empire, which I highly recommend everybody do. It was awesome. Right, right. It was so much fun. Um, But Lando betrays Han Solo and Princess Leia and stuff. And then like immediately changes his mind. Like he's instantly like, oh, that was a huge mistake. And then like abandons his billion dollar enterprise and joins the rebel alliance. Like right away. That's like how quick this guy's reversal was. He was like, oh yeah, Yeah. that was a giant mistake. I definitely should have done that. And I, maybe we're on the same line of thought I don't understand why him and Charlize couldn't have just been a nice couple it seemed like they liked each other well Um,
1: well I I wasn't even thinking even that they would be in a relationship just more like this idea of I mean same thing with Copley actually um and actually I love this actor and I can never say his name correctly um I'm Um, I'm not even gonna attempt I don't want
0: to
1: I believe that's correct and that's closer than I would get love, love like this I, guy's work He he's amazing though with everything do, he does i do
0: too and i feel like i took the hit on reading his name out loud and now i look like the jerk for getting it wrong but uh it's a it is a hard name to say
1: you look like the brave man for getting closer <laughs> than we were going to be
2: um but, but I, Kyle, i've been calling him chi chi for the longest but i realized that me and him are not friends yet so i can't just
0: <laughs> his name is pronounced Chuatel. EG4. That's not yes. that
2: hard. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Once you once you get past
1: the chill chill with them. No, that's not right either. Yeah, but like, but here's the thing. Um so I actually was super super suspicious really early cuz he was way too competent at the beginning. Um I was like he knows too much shit. Um cuz remember like when uh Andy and I want to I almost say it was Booker was with them and they're talking about the the first mission where they get set up and he looks at at uh, I believe it was um, I don't know who the sniper was it might have been Joe no it wasn't Joe anyway whoever the sniper was he looked at him and kind of gave him a salute and I was like that's not good he knows where they are because right. typically like in a movie like this the people are supposed to be so good that like you know you're not a hundred like you know somebody watching you just not a hundred percent sure where they are but when he saw where he was I was like oh, ah yeah, this is set up. Like, <laughs> nah, dog. I wouldn't even do this. And like, mm, hey, boss. I when uh, y'all were coming back, he looked right at me. I don't think we should do this.
2: He <laughs> like, did his homework. Um, yeah.
1: And, and people that competent, it's like that's great. I'm glad you know what you're doing. You also are like basically shoving my face in the fact that you knew exactly where I was, and that doesn't make me very
2: comfortable. Um, exactly. Speaking of him, have you guys ever seen Firefly before?
0: I have not. I want to.
2: Not, um, I've never watched Firefly. I don't even know why I brought it up, but I watched the movie that's based off Firefly, um, Serenity. And I remember him being in the film, and I want to say that was him. Yeah, he was in it, and um, he was the villain, and I was like, man, this just really changed the game up for me, man, because I, um, I never really, you barely ever see like a black guy play a villain in a film, in a sci-fi film. And I just thought that was like super dope to me at that time. And that's how I always remember him. I remember him the bad, as the bad guy in Serenity. So if you guys haven't checked that out, that's definitely a slept on film. And I think it's really worth watching. I'm trying to think if there's an exception I can think of. I mean, not like, offhand. And he plays the bad guy in Dr. Strange though, too.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, he true.
2: does a decent yeah. number of bad guys. Yeah, I think he I think he plays plays a pretty solid villain for the most part.
1: I mean, but most of the time, at least the bad guy roles he plays, I can think of, you don't know
2: that to start with. Oh, and in children of children children of men too, I think. Yeah. He was a he was a villain in that too. What, huh? What was he? Wait a minute, what was he doing in that one? I mean he he It's been li- a while since
1: I watched it, so I'm just trying to remember.
2: Yeah, he he plays a pretty sympathetic Villain for the most part, I um. So w- what we were saying about Booker, I think his reasonings, I, I'm I'm okay with that, but I'm I'm with you as far as his his reverse was like way too quick.
1: Well, so th- there are tiny things in this movie. If they just switch a few things, they make the movie a lot better. One of the issues with Copley is technically the way they've done his character. He's really two characters. He's the character doing things. Because his wife is, you know, he's seen his wife suffer, which honestly would have been a little more impactful if she still was alive to me. And he was trying to do things to like, you know, like she was at that point she couldn't talk and he's like just trying to press as much as he can as quickly as he can. And it's like, you know, time is of the essence kind of thing. Uh, So there's that character who's doing things because he wants to cure the world. But then there's this other character inside of him. that's like, look at all the good, good they've done. And it feels like that character will be in conflict with the character trying to do things to save disease because it's like, well, they've done all this good. Why would you try to like get them captured knowing? I mean, it's kind of hard to think you're like, this is because he said this is for science, not profit or something. And I'm like, well, what, what did you think this was like? You saw, even when we first see um, Merrick, it's like, you know what this is about? Like he's telling you, when he's talking to all these folks who are stakeholders in the company or potential stakeholders or investors or whatever kind of meeting that is, he about making that money. And you know that
0: I do think if you've done things again and again and again over hundreds of years, there must be a point when you're like, ah, whatever, let's just try it this way. Like, I'm just going to take a different track just to see what happens. And I think he realizes fast that it was the bad way to go. But I think like his impatience and exhaustion are working against him, too.
1: But that's what I'm saying, like his it, like the fact that his wife is dead, kind of it makes it feel less like it's impatience and more like just.
0: Oh, 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 sorry. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the betrayal by.
2: You're talking sorry. about Booker.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was talking about Copley. So yeah. just, just as I did it, Copley's talking about like I, it would make so much more sense to me if he was doing things, pressing film like he, he was conflicted because he needed to do this for his wife because she's still alive and hurting right but he knows all these great things about them and it just so happened like he he's fighting his instincts and his morals over this but she's already dead so it feels a little he's like i don't want other people to suffer and it's like i get that but we don't see him really like he mentions this is what he cares about but we don't it, it was like a a thing where they're telling and not showing it
0: but yeah. then you'd have to have a scene with the wife, and like the whole action would slow down while he like goes and visits his wife in the hospital. Well,
1: we already have a bunch of slow moments. I, I feel like you could <laughs> rearrange some things where it, you can make it work. It just would have made more sense for him as a character because otherwise, the the way it happens, it just doesn't feel like those two things in his mind. Where he knows all this good they've done, and he's still going to put them in a situation where they're essentially lab rats. I, like I mean, they feel in conflict to
2: me. I personally, I don't, I don't completely agree i know what you're saying though um and mainly because i'm i'm thinking from from the point of view of him as one of the antagonists it's like yeah he see that they done good but the world is still shit at the end of the day and they realize that too you know But he's not the scientist. He's not the
1: person controlling the resources. It's this other bratty kid who's just all about that money. And we see that.
2: But if you, you know, when you lose somebody or something like cancer, for example, and you know that there's people in the world that can save other people, I think that you feel like just like what we say, every villain is a hero in his own story. Like even with Booker, like I was down for what Booker was doing up until the point that he just completely shifted.
1: But and see, Booker's theory. Booker's shift makes more sense to me than Copley. It's 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 the quickness of it. Like I, I you know he saw her bleeding. Yeah, it, it's he sees her bleeding. He's like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Like that's what yeah. made Copley has. That's what made Copley hesitate.
2: Yeah, but at the same, I think what made Copley to me the moment that he was like, oh, this shit is kind of fucked up was when um I can't remember the the main scientist guy. Mer-
1: uh, oh, the, well, Merrick is the is the. The main villain. I, I forgot the woman who's a
2: scientist. Her name. Well, the Harry Potter character. But anyway, <laughs> he he. Um, I think when the when the when the the scientist guy had told them that pretty much they were gonna keep Nikki and Joe as like lab rats and just mm-hmm. pretty much freeze them up and they're just gonna use their bodies. Oh yeah, consistently yeah, yeah. like that is when you like oh hell no nah. you know like he probably thought oh they just gonna take a few samples and and run some tests and then they'll be able to find a cure for like, you know, cancer, um, diabetes and, um, obese children. But it, that wasn't the case.
1: Well, see, but the thing, only thing about that, i I'm not arguing hard against that point is just, he was still going with the operation up until Booker and Andy got there. And it's not until they come and capture them that he shows an actual reticence. Like he shows some, some like, ah, I'm not great with this, but then it's not until Cause if he really felt like he didn't want to keep doing it, he would have done something to make sure that they would have gotten out of there or something. I
2: mm-hmm. told
1: Booker this isn't a good idea. Here's what they're doing to Nick and Joe, whatever. I mean, again, I'm, I'm overall, I'm you know, I like the film, like because that's that's not the point I'm trying to say. But I think going forward, you know, as they continue this franchise and in, in they're making changes to the original source material, things like that, you know, um, I think something worth really thinking through is just the character motivations and, and how quickly they do stuff. Although, like I said, Booker's motivation makes sense to me. Um, what do you guys think of Niall and her character growth through the film?
0: I felt like a lot of the changes the characters make and a lot of the decisions that they make, they kind of have to be on the line. You have to kind of be guessing about which way they're going to go all the time in order for the twists to work. And I think they did a pretty good job of like having everybody hold their emotions close to the vest. So that you're not sure what they really want particularly her um because she did she there is a really reasonable case for just go back to your family like just go back to your family live a normal life live the most normal life you possibly can and it was you know obviously you know she's going to come back at the end you know she's going to come back and save the day but how well did they do a good job of tricking me into thinking that maybe she wouldn't pretty good job
2: um I feel that way too. I don't know how much that was needed. I guess it was needed just so she could be the one to go back and save everybody. But it's like, I feel like if I was in her situation or, you know, just from story standpoint, there should be something that come up to the character to where she like, I can't go back home. There's no way I can go back home. Like the military knows that she came back to life. And they were trying to, what are they t- trying to take it to Germany or some shit like yeah, that?
1: Yeah, it was kind of unclear. Well, you just knew something. They don't explain it. And, you know, I'm totally cool with that because, I mean, there's no way she would know exactly. But um, th- there probably are probably other, because they keep mentioning there are other companies or people who might be aware of something like this. And Mary keeps saying, I don't want my competitors getting the product before I do, that kind of thing. Um there's an awareness that something's out there.
2: Oh, I thought it was just yeah. him saying that there's other pharmaceutical companies that might be looking for cures to certain diseases. And Well,
1: maybe. But like if it's kind of they're giving kind of like a, an open ended way of saying that other people might be aware that things like this are possible or that there are beings like this in the world so Mm -hmm. when when because it's like they don't tell her hey here's why you're going she's like i'm good they're like no you got to go and they don't explain to her why you know you got to go because they're not sending her home they're sending her to some other place and like you said in germany that's not even like back in the u.s anywhere so you know that could go a lot of places if they want to do that so i actually thought that was pretty cool um i did like that she had family, it you know, it is like top of mind, and, and they talk kind of talk about her background and, and where she's from. Um, and I appreciate that Andy, you know, was saying, you
2: know, you are from a warrior people, and like, you know, you're a fighter and all that. And that was really cool, man. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, sorry to interrupt, but I gotta say this that whole scene bothered the shit out of me, and I was trying not to be bothered by it. I don't know if it's because I was drinking, but I was thinking like way too hard on that scene. Well. So and, and the, reason, the reason why, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, it might sound stupid, but, like, the fact that she had her phone on her, that was so weird to me. Like, you literally on the run. Why the fuck you got your cell phone?
1: Yes, actually, that was pretty. So, like, I ain't going to lie. Like, there were multiple times I was watching. I'm like, um you still got, like, your personal phone on you? Like, you it can be tracked everywhere. Because remember, she, like, uh, Andy's breaking phones all the time. Exactly, and all kinds of yeah, shit. That's,
2: that's the whole point. I've seen Andy break phones. Maybe she also, took the
1: sim card out, I don't know. Yeah.
2: No, nah. yeah. <laughs> if she took the sim card out, would her the pictures of her family be on the phone? Well, yeah, but you wouldn't be able to track her though. Oh, well, shit. but anyway, either way, it go, that that was bothering the shit out of me. I'm like, there could have been another way to do this, I don't know what it would be. I'm sorry, just being nitpicky.
1: No, no, I mean, look, it's yeah, the right yeah, it, it's. Yes. I mean, I, I See, I'm, agree.
0: I'm haunted by their by their teammate continuously waking up at the bottom of the ocean realizing, "Oh great, Aww. I'm alive." And then drowning again. Terrifying. Uh, oh great, I'm alive. Oh, that's scary again. is. That's hell. the shit ever. And I love the ending of the movie because of the way that it resolves that situation. And oh, that's, that got to be, be the worst. Be. That got to be the worst thing ever. Nothing more. I mean, being burned constantly may I guess it'd be worse. I'll take i take
1: that, no, I'll take being burned over constantly Ooh. filling up your lung. Well, hell, actually your lungs aren't even constantly filling up. They're just all, every time you you reawake, you're already dead because your lungs already got water
2: in them. I mean, the, and yeah. the burnt thing, unless you like inhale, like there has to be a person that consistently burns you. Like there well, has yeah, to be somebody,
1: somebody can take you out the fire and then you burn again, take that fire and burn again, whatever
2: yeah yeah i guess but but the drowning thing it's like there's no way out of that and it was like that has to be the worst thing to do to a person
1: and it's like under like you know all that pressure from being that far underwater all the time it's like your bones are constantly cracking too it's just that's a fucked up way to go well
0: and do you remember your situation every time like do you have a groundhog day days
1: they so according to what we've seen in the movie yes like you you are constantly I don't you know if it's like groundhog day but like the first time we see well excuse me second time we see Nile killed when andy shoots her through the head she remembers immediately what happened
0: see there has to be a point when you're like you're standing up in this statue or like iron maiden type situation that you're encased in and you've got to be thinking am i better off like knocking myself over to the side knocking myself face down knocking myself backward like well,
1: I mean, you can't move shit because of how heavy it is and all the chains. I mean, like, God, that'd be so I mean,
2: terrible. I think, I think there's years. nails in it too. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, God. it's Iron Maiden, so yeah, there had to be nails in it. Yeah, you, you actually literally can't move. Like you, somebody and- would had to open that motherfucker.
0: That's you when the movie really- grabbed me. Like when yeah. the movie like really got me was just thinking about that dilemma and how do you ever find her or how does she ever escape? Like just absolute nightmare scenario and like somebody had the imagination to come up with that which i guess was greg ruka the guy who wrote the original comic book yeah i just felt like i was in really good hands in terms of like where is this story gonna go
1: yeah yeah you knew that that wasn't you know uh gonna be something that just didn't come up again <laughs> and then i was like oh the movie's over and i was like oh the movie's not over okay now it's over but i was like i'm glad they did that though because it, it does feel uh, like a very solid way to begin setting up an actual franchise i th- I thought that was really smart on their part to do that,
2: yeah, it was pretty cool um it was something, oh, another thing just a just a little thing while we talking about certain things that like grip us now, one thing I did like about this scene when they was outside with the cell phone was when Charlie Stan was talking about how she does not remember the face of her mother or her sisters mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of made me. Because I've always thought about this, like I've always been into stories, like with immortal characters and stuff, mm-hmm. and I I wonder like how how much can you actually remember? Because sometimes I don't remember shit, you know, past Wednesday, you know, or last week. So I couldn't imagine trying to remember shit from like a thousand years ago. I mean, and it's like, and it's like that seemed like that would be, but then on one end, it's like, what do you? It's like, how do you remember? certain other stuff like like for andy's case and the rest of them they're like master martial artists or like the one guy said um you know i think booker has said it like she she forgot more ways to kill people than most <laughs> people remember you know yep. and um and i don't know I, I always thought that that was interesting like how much can an immortal actually remember
1: yeah she was like she's forgotten more ways to kill than entire armies kind of are you yeah yeah aware
2: yeah. Of. yeah something like that I was like that shit was dope what do y'all think about the action
1: Speaking yeah i literally I, I was like we got to talk about that um action was really solid um you know i think the best sequence probably was at the end yeah. um when all of them are fighting together um and i mean and things there's like multiple set pieces um i think the best one Because you almost, I can't remember what the score exactly sounds like, but it felt like I was watching an Avengers scene when they all bust out of the the lab, the first part, um, when they get out the beds, and, like, they're passing guns to each other without looking and, like, all this crazy shit. Music Uh, was great. It It was,
0: like, really, like, emotional. Like, almost, it was almost, like, really good top. This sounds dismissive to call it, like, top 40, but it was, like, music that could have been on the radio, but, like, really, like, emotional and overpowering without being emo. The thing I'm thinking of is like that Zed song. Um, um, I can't remember the name of it that maybe I'll add in later. I don't okay. know, but I thought it was good.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What was
1: your favorite action piece, Keith?
2: My favorite action piece? Yeah. <sighs> There's too many of them, man. That was, they yeah, they, they were all pretty good. Um, I, I like the cathedral thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, that one was, I mean, that, that's a really solid one. And I mean,
2: that's, that's when yeah. we saw what Andy can do, like, just by herself. Yep. You know. And the thing oh. is, like,
1: I guess she didn't have immortality the entire time. Well, okay. Outside of the first some time we see her, well, I mean, that's the only time we saw her die. But she seemed to have known she didn't have, you know, the same amount of powers as she did before, or it was, like, waning a little bit or not as strong.
2: Yeah, because you remember she went to the pharmacist.
1: Yeah, 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 but I mean like even a little before that. Because the way she was saying, she was like, I guess you came to my life because I needed to remember what it was like. Right. I'm you know. um,
2: I'm wondering if like there can only be a certain amount of them at one time. That's what it feels like. Cause, it's cause you not know, stated. You know, the, one, the one guy that she was with like centuries ago, he had died and he was saying that it was time. And and we know we don't know how old Andy is. I don't know where the fuck. But she's, she's the gone. first one
1: though that we know. That, that's what that's what she says. So let me let me restate that. She's the first one that they are all aware
2: of. That they're all aware of. Like she found everybody,
1: pretty much. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: But but it's like we don't know how old she is, nor do we know um, why that one guy actually died. And I'm and, mm-hmm. and like I said, my theory is that there can only be a certain amount of them alive at one point probably and you know maybe it transfers to someone else like every century or so i don't know. but it is obviously- probably
1: less frequent than that just because of like the, the so yeah,
2: it would have to be less frequent but,
1: and i don't say it because they do have some sort of like mental link with each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you know it's actually interesting thinking back on it they probably should have picked up on this shit because damn this is a like obvious thing now um now actually realized that quinn the the girl is in the water that she was getting out the water because she she said i felt her
2: pain and this and that blah, blah blah oh i did notice that when they said that as if she's still alive well that was the thing because they they say we were looking for her, but then like they
1: gave up looking for her, i guess at some point but then she said i felt her pain and i you know it was like a girl and she was describing the whole shit and they were like yeah we know who that is but it's like for some reason it didn't click with them. Oh shit. Like she must have just gotten out.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Huh. Cool. Yeah, pretty, pretty interesting stuff though. <laughs> makes me want to read the comic book actually. But it, it, it also reminded me of I know I talk about this comic book all the time. Remind me of the Lazarus. Oh, okay. Boom.
1: <laughs> no, I I still haven't read Lazarus yet. Is it is it done? Is is the run complete?
2: I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got the most recent one right now. Um right. but it's but it's definitely in um and just at the moment where I think I'm pretty much getting tired of comic book adapted movies or TV shows, you know, you find something and you're like, hey, I, I like this. I can I can rock with this. Let I mean, the, uh,
0: the song I thought the song was in the vibe of that it wasn't um <laughs> is Clarity by Zed featuring Fox's. I felt like a lot of the songs had like the feel of that song. And I, thought, I think that's one of the better songs of the last decade. So right. not featured in the movie, but a lot of the songs in the movie feel like that song.
1: Recommended listening by Tim Malloy. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Um, Can I ask a big question? Um, yes. The Harry Potter guy, what's his name? Harry Potter? The, the the Harry- J.K.
2: Rowling? I don't know who we're talking about. Okay. No, the guy in the movie. Yeah. Um, the actor he, playing Henry, Harry?
0: Henry, Henry Melling or something?
2: Um the
0: guy who plays yes. the, the Harry who milling plays, Yeah. Who plays the leader of the of the laboratory, the um the main bad guy? Yeah, okay. Okay. The reason we first were like we should talk about this is that I thought he played the rapist in I May Destroy You. Um <laughs> is he the same guy? <laughs> I'm
2: not sure. I had to look. Um, <laughs> all I know he is Dudley Dursley in the <laughs> Harry Potter film. All right,
0: I so, know so you know you're Harry Potter, right? Because I don't know Harry Potter at all. I
2: don't either. No. That, that's Keith. Keith is our expert here. I, is, I, I'm not I'm not an expert. Honestly, my girl just brought it up when we were watching it together. And she said, that's the, that's the, the guy from Harry Potter. And I was like, shit, for real? He looked familiar.
0: When you were um, watching Old Guard or when you were watching I May Destroy You?
2: When we were watching Old Guard, yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm probably accusing...
2: yeah i don't i don't
0: potter guy of playing the bad guy in the other movie
2: yeah i don't see him and i don't see his filmography thing
0: i couldn't find it either yeah now i really i really want to know who the guy is and i made a stray. and i'm
2: and and i i don't know how this might sound to people but a lot of british people look the same to me you know so Are
1: we we talking about in manner or in in
2: face? I just British white guys look the same. I just
0: wanted on the record that I could not tell these two guys apart or even if they're the same guy. At some point, (laughs) I will fuck up and confuse two black guys and people will be like, you're fucking racist. And I just I just want it to be known. I also confuse the two 31 year old British white guys.
2: It It happens. Oh, yeah. So he was the kid. He was Harry Potter's cousin.
0: He looks totally different now. The little yeah.
2: fat boy. He was a little fat boy.
0: He looks completely different. He's transformed.
2: Right. Yeah. Weight Watchers. Got um.
0: <laughs> the. Nicki Minaj in rhyme. He looks great. <laughs> he looked great before though too. He's he's great.
1: Man, y'all stupid. Uh, well, <laughs> anything else to say before we we close up the
2: episode? Um. I don't know. I just want to see some more Kiki Lane, you know, um, see her in some more stuff. What else? What else has she been in? If Bill Street could talk,
0: <gasps> whoa, that is most, her! Oh. One of the most beloved movies we've ever Bro, talked, talked about. We talked about, this, about this film.
2: What's going on, man? How you didn't know that?
1: Hey, man, man look, look, look! Come on, she, man. She, she got a, a a different vibe going on here. But yes, yeah. that is definitely her. Wow, I I'm
0: that girl next door face. That's an <laughs> actor, though. That's a true actor when you don't even recognize somebody like in the movie, and you're like, that's them. Like, that means they uh, did a real transformation, and that's cool.
2: I, I recognize <laughs> the shit out of her. Like, I'm, I'm talking about, but then, okay, so I first actually heard about the old, I follow her on Instagram, and she had posted about it. So that's partially, too, how I knew about that, that was her, you know, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to your defense and not recognizing them but
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm too busy laughing um all right so yes yeah, more kiki lane tim tim what about you any any <laughs> closing thoughts
0: um harry Melling also plays a legless armless character in the wonderful coen brothers movie that came out a couple of years ago the ballad of buster scruggs so oh yeah i'm becoming a really big harry Melling fan uh do <laughs> this podcast but no um <laughs> I I just thought the whole thing was really cool. I think the world building, and the mythology of it, was awesome. I I just love that there's so many places that the story could spin off and go, um, and I hope they will. It felt like kind of part movie, part pilot episode because there were so many right. different directions it could go in from here, which is great. And it's kind of exactly what I wanted to watch at this point in quarantine. Like Netflix right. really came through in a big way with Extraction, and they really came through in a big big way with this. So. We're not going to get tenant anytime soon, and who knows? Um, thanks for this.
2: Hey, the boys coming out soon on season two.
0: (laughs) I reached out today and said, Can we have screeners of the boys? Tim,
2: always on top of it.
0: All right, that's cannot wait for the boys season two. Yeah, we gotta
2: gotta go over that. We got to
1: (laughs) extra testosterone. Um. Well, look, y'all stole um, the ideas I had for closing thoughts. But I will say just overall, um, if you you like action flicks, this is a good one to watch um, and just mess around with. Uh, Good set pieces, interesting lore, um, and definitely seems like, you know, a franchise is going to be on the way um, with Netflix. Like, we thought Bright was going to do that, but then the producer got in a bunch of trouble, so that's probably not happening. Um, So we'll see. Hopefully this is – you know an action franchise they can kick off and really uh get moving so um yeah i think that that's it for us this time uh as always follow us at the low-key pod on instagram we'll start sending some other stuff we come out every thursday uh tell some friends please give us a review if you got this far really appreciate it and um see y'all on the next one
2: Peace. peace peace